again, friends. I am Business Cat. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to try to be uh, brief. My daughter is trying to take a nap upstairs, so uh, let's just get this done. In this conversation, Fundamentals and I talk about the intersection of Bitcoin and politicians. And I start to get into the uh, idea that Bitcoin could help humans leave our gravity well. If you like our content and would like to support the show, you can listen using an app like Fountain and stream us stats while you listen. Or you, you can also send us a boostagram with a comment, whatever you want to do. If you're a Bitcoin miner and you're feeling generous, you can contribute a bit of your hash power to us using any Lincoin stratum address and uh, our show's username, Rock Paper Bitcoin, uh, and append that with whatever worker name you want to use. In, uh, in this recording, the audio tracks got messed up during the export from the software we used to record it. I apologize. Um, unfortunately, I deleted the masters before I noticed the audio was messed up, so it is what it is. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Let's get into it. So I, I discovered a new, a new thing to use my S9s for yesterday. I was okay. I was doing some baking and um, I realized that I hadn't prepared some of the ingredients. Like baking is better whenever everything's the, like room temperature because if you're if you're using butter and then you put cold eggs into the butter and mix it together, the but the cold eggs are gonna is gonna cause the butter to recoagulate. So everything needs to be room temperature and I hadn't done that. So I was like, oh, I have my uh, space heaters over here, so I just put everything in a nice bowl, set set my ingredients right on top of the my uh, S9 space heater and let it. Uh, let it warm it up for a couple minutes, and it worked really nicely. That is incredible. That is incredible. I have to tell you something. Like, one of the biggest frustrations and, like, things that drive me mad in my life were, was the uh, first time, like, my kids like to bake. Mm-hmm. And they, like, you know how what I do to source, uh, to source the food that I source, and um, I go to my way to get raw butter. Yeah. And, like, my kids just... They decided to bake something, and I see them take a hunk of like my raw butter that is precious. It's valuable, and just toss it in the microwave. <laughs> and I swear, I almost lost my mind. Kids, get yeah. Like you need to have your own butter. Have to, like what did nature have to do, or what did man have to do to preserve the ability? Like people get arrested. For, to preserve the ability of people to have this, and they just toss it in the microwave. Are you kidding me? Yeah, kid, kids so, don't appreciate the work their parents do. That's for sure. Well, we get it now. You know, now I'm very. I might have to get. I might have to buy one of my S nines back from you, so I can avoid this uh, this butter microwave situation. It's not just. A, it's not the situation. It's avoid being like a tyrant, right? S nines are like a Swiss Army knife. And yeah, they're super useful in a lot of situations. And I like, yeah, my great grandchildren are going to be running my S9s. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. So, the, you know, baking is, it, it seems like a trivial kind of thing, but it's not. It brings families together, it brings people together. It's an activity that I love when my kids do Agreed. it. Agreed. Yeah. It's a, it's a family uh, activity, what well, should be a family activity. And it's a non it's not really a complicated way to get better quality food. Like it's like you're gonna get what you put That's into true. it. Yeah. So you found a way. You found a way to now connect the life force of Bitcoin to the community human bonding force yeah. of baking. You want to talk about the uh, podcast? How the podcast is doing? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you and I started doing this a couple of months ago. We agreed. We, I think we agreed to do 10 episodes. We've, we've, we've at least yeah, we've recorded that. the original um, episodes, but so far, start- as of this recording, we've uh, five episodes have been released. It was, a, it was kind of a feeling our way forward blindly. But, but when we started releasing episodes, right? Um, yeah. We were well into it. And, um, you know, I love listening to them. I lo- it's like months later. Uh, but I do I actually am proud. I should tell everybody I'm proud of the work. Every time I'm proud of the episode, right? Um, but get, now I'm, we're starting to get feedback. People are, act- <laughs> people are actually listening to it. Um, some people are boosting it on Fountain. Um, some people are pinging me. People like I don't know are pinging me on Orange Pill app, letting me know they've listened to the episode. I've had um, similar experiences, yeah. As well, so it's a, like it's incredible reinforcement and validation. Um, and you know, like I think you I forgot who I told this to. Right? Like I would, call, I would, I would spend an hour with you every Saturday morning. If nobody was listening, I love having this conversation. Bitcoiners um, are the best audience, that's for it sure. Is ni- it is, yeah. It's nice to know, like, as a, you know, I'm a performer and you know, musician, and I understand just having somebody to talk, having an audience that's going to listen to what you're saying. It shapes how I. It now shapes how I think about. I have also found myself. Yeah. Like as as I'm going through my week, I'm framing things on oh how the, how I could be uh, examining this on, on a discussion. Yeah, it's it's changed my mindset as well through the week. Uh, we have about five hundred five hundred total downloads now. So, shout so out. yeah, we're yeah. we're, we're uh, to the moon, man. Five hundred folks out there have downloaded our content. It's pretty great. Shout out to everyone who listens and who will listen in the future and who um, you know keeps us going. I think that this is. Um, I think something really good is in store that we're going yes, to look dear back listener, and say it started. Thank here. you. We appreciate you. So I think we're going to record a few more podcasts at this point. We uh, we've just moved to a new recording medium, so we n- we now have the capability, well, a much easier capacity to bring on guests in the future. So we may have a few guests here and there. Not sure yet. We're uh, we're kind of we'll figure it out. We will definitely figure it out. Although I'll say this feels like a quantum leap in our own technology because we were doing a yeah. pretty low tech. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, we're still churn. We were, you know, we we're still. I wouldn't say churning them out, but we're still right. getting them out. Right. <laughs> this feels. Yeah. This, this We've feels had like no a, shortage a, of a conversation leap. topics, it's but uh, if we do in the future, yeah. Now we have the the capacity to bring on new people with new topics of in- interest. Which is exciting. That, that's actually really exciting to be able to, you know, I've thought about bringing a guest on, but I was like, how are we going to do that when recording into our right. garage bands? It'll stuff. be much easier now. <laughs> yeah. So we are recording this the week after Miami. Yes, we are. Um, I was so not. I was in Miami. And as you guys, anyone who listens knows, because uh, my, my recap on my sat phone from last week was... Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to say a few, just a few reactions. It's mostly like, again, this was my first conference. And, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was, I think I heard Safedean say this in one of the seminars on our way over there, was that people criticize the conference and saying you're better off just stacking. 
And um, I would, I guess I would disagree with that based on at least this, this experience. I'm sure there are experiences where people will feel that way and that I will feel that way. But on this particular one, I do not. I felt like what I, I could probably put a, I could probably put a sad value on it. Um, the ability to meet a lot of plebs, the sense of what a big deal Bitcoin is, um, content, which I know you can get on YouTube, but you know, I could have watched the mini script demo on YouTube, but I wouldn't have gotten to spend 10 minutes talking to Andrew Polstra afterwards and like asking him specific questions about mathematical use cases and thinking like my daughter's going to be a math major and really begin to think about the careers of my children in context of the problems. It's difficult to put a, a sat value yeah. on networking. And in my experience being in Bitcoin now for the, for the duration that I have, Bitcoiners at this point still tend to be fairly introverted people, people that are, uh, have a greater capacity to sit and do the work necessary to grasp Bitcoin. So because of it's a, it's, because of the, the type of people that Bitcoin attracts, going to big events where everybody is then forced to be kind of pushed out of their comfort zone and out of their basements and into uh, like trying to network, trying to uh, see, connect people from that they have only previously known online to people in, in meat space. It's an interesting, it's an interesting back and forth. And yeah, I agree that it's, a, it's incredibly valuable. Right, right now in the Bitcoin space, it's an incredibly valuable tool. The thing I would say, other than stacking, networking is the second most important thing that Bitcoiners can be doing right now. And based on the direction that we're going, I mean, we we are building a parallel system right now. And if you don't network and incorporate yourself into that system, and ultimately, I mean, you're going to be wanting to add value to that system, or else you're not you're you're planning to be a rent seeker inside of a, a hard monetary system like Bitcoin, like it's not going to work out for you. You're going to need to figure out how to add value to the system. And to do that, you need to meet Bitcoiners and find out how you can improve their lives. So yeah, big conferences like Miami are, from for people that don't go, it's Absolutely. easy to criticize from afar. It's incredibly easy to criticize from afar. Um, and having, having gone to a couple of them, like yeah, they're, it's especially when there's uh, things like a lot of shitcoin activity. There's it's easy. It's like it's easy to criticize from afar, but the the value in attending these things is not immediately yeah. apparent. But it's incredibly valuable. My my big line was I, I really had a great time, but it, and then when I would go up to my room and get on Twitter, I could actually <laughs> find out how much. It right. You know, all that like the, all like the wizard shit. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was going on. It was in a different. It was like in a faraway land. I didn't even know about it until I got on Twitter. So like, if you are a signal seeker, and it kind of validates my sense of my ability to get signal, because I, I swear I'm like sitting there on the open source stage, pretty much pretty much all afternoon, I didn't see a single notion of like trolling wizards or any of that shit that everyone was complaining about. Just it, like, honestly, it was, did not exist. That's kind so, of emblematic um, of Twitter yeah. at large, like the the intolerant minority are the loudest. I love toxicity online. It's like one of the things that actually attracts me to Bitcoin. I love it. I love that um, people will say what they 
feel. And I love that we have to sort it out and that we have to learn how to do that. And I feel like, you know, we're going to sort of evolve into something better because we're actually accepting it. But when we get, my experience was we get in a meat space. Yeah. It turns into a love cool. fest. <laughs> you know, we, can we just, yeah, let's actually enjoy each other's company and let's put that toxic toxicity aside for the other 360 I agree that the toxicity is important it's the it's bitcoin's immune system it's and I kind mm-hmm. of like in previous in previous generations previous centuries like I would view kind of like the toxicity of that bitcoiners have could be viewed kind of like a religious fundamentalism in a way it's like it's important to call out sin when you see it because like that is the like we, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to build a better world, and for for religious people, they're trying to build a better world using the avenue of of faith and God to build the better world as they see it. Bitcoiners are trying to build a better monetary, uh, build build a better world, fix the money, fix the world. So when we see people sinning against Bitcoin, it hurts not to call it out. Like when you build your life on, built on trust mm-hmm. and truth, like it, it sucks whenever you see in your immediate. I mean, and like Twitter brings your immediate uh, next door neighbor to the entire planet. So yeah, whenever you see somebody sinning against God and uh, valuing short-term fiat profits over uh, a lot, like the benefit and welfare of the species, it's real easy to jump in and be like, "Hey, you're a dickhole. Hey, f- fix yourself. Be better." Like, and and yeah, that's right. for people that are at the receiving end of it, it's shocking because we have all grown up in this in this world, which we're told is. All the corners are nerfed, and oh, we're all supposed to have a participation trophy, and all we're supposed to all get along. But that is not contiguous with a world where there exists absolute truth. And in a world where there exists absolute truth, that by like that must mean there's um, absolute incorrectness, there's absolute wrongness. <laughs> and so, for people that encounter absolute truth on a ten-minute basis, it's it's difficult. It gets difficult pretty quickly to put up with fiat and short-term mindset thinking. Yeah. So people, I think uh, people on Twitter, I view them as doing the work. It's fine, you know, and in me space, it's just also like, don't be a dick to each other when you're right in front of somebody. Um, yeah. Speaking of meat space, we just had <laughs> yeah. our uh, pizza day event yeah. here at the, in the central Pennsylvania Bitcoiners meetup. We had yes, we a, uh, a restaurant that it was, it was a bit busier than, then was advertised to me whenever I uh, I made the original reservation. We we were advertised <laughs> as having the entire space, but we ended up having to share it with another group of folks, which was fine. But it it was it was fun. We had I think it was our most well attended event so far, and the thing that I think was the most interesting about it is people are really comfortable at this point bringing their offspring along. There were there were several teenagers. There there were three or four little kids, like under three, that were there. It, it was an amazing experience. That's actually, I was most struck by the extended families that came, uh, including yours. Was great yeah, meeting your yeah. Family. My 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 wife was and, like, "Oh, it's so great to meet him. Was, I've heard his voice for so long now." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it was cool." <laughs> I wish I got to spend more time, but I hope I will in future future events. And, you know, for me, you know, it's a, it's a long, like it's a long haul, but it didn't feel that way on Monday and I'm hoping it continues. And, um, for whatever it's worth, um, I'll be in Harrisburg more often now. And I think just getting Central used Pennsylvania. To that, yeah. Sure. There's a, um, 
getting used to that trip is like uh, I, I definitely feel like I went on Monday because and like I just got home from Miami. I was tired, but like I in my mind I was saying to myself, I want to spend pizza day with family, and it felt you know it always feels like family at that meetup. Um. I don't really know what else to say, and I just I love the group. The yeah, knows. we have so the um, people that actually attend in person are have we we have a couple like long term regular attendees now, and yeah, I agree. It's it's a neat dynamic, kind of a family environment that's that's developing. We all trust each other. We have um, contractors of various skills in it, like and it's like we're we're slowly. I mean, Yep. Yeah. Slowly over time, we've been building like in Bitcoin the Bitcoin stance of like how how you can source everything you need. It's like we yeah the, so we we've got local farmers now. We've got uh, we've got a plumber. We we have we're we're working on an electrician. He's still a shitcoiner, but you know we're we're working on a, on, a, on a good electrician. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, so this inspired me to um, I'm going to bring my daughter to the next Bitcoin John. Shout yeah. out to Bitcoin John. Um, but on uh, June fifth, they um, D Dickerson, I think her name is D. I think her name is D. She's the CEO of Thunder okay. Games. She's going to be attending that meetup, and like my daughter is um, super into video games, and very well has always been thinking about potentially a career in video games as a musician. Like somebody, you know, she always has like made up her own scores. And things like that. So, like, she's a math major. She's going to be a math major, but she has always thought about that. So I, I want to take her to meet um, to meet this woman. And so I'm definitely planning on doing that. So And that was inspired by seeing there's all been the some, families there. There's been some today. really interesting yeah, development between the Lightning the Lightning API in with video games. And it, it makes complete sense to just incorporate sats as your in-game currency for a lot, for a lot of things. And, yeah, it's... It's very, it's very much still early, but seeing things like um, Counter Strike overlays where you can earn sats for kills and stuff like that's that's interesting. Um, I've seen a guy who's working on a Minecraft server that is going to incorporate sats into his Minecraft world. Like that's that's brilliant. <laughs> like love it. I'm. Dude, I I used to so I'm <clears throat> congratulations. I'm 50, right, I grew up, I grew up with an Apple. TV, I had those in elementary school. Green screen, you know. And so we had these video games, and I used to just play these. I mean, I was obsessed with video games, and I actually wasn't allowed. I had an Atari, and I could broke my wrist or something playing it too much, and my parents were just like, okay, there's no more video games, but I had this Apple IIe. And I used to play it, like, obsessively, and I used to just dream that somehow it would pay me for being Man, that was the dream. Yeah, the I grew up with that dream playing Nintendo. I'm yeah. like, man, someday, someday they're going to pay me for this. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like yeah, the day really is here in some way. You know, it's just now like figuring out how not to be yeah. a product. Well, you right? you were building a personality by spending all those time, all those days playing Oregon Trail and Number Munchers to uh, yeah, to to grow up, right? Yeah. Burger time, you know. <laughs> now it's not probably soy burger time these days, but uh... <laughs> um, so yeah, so that. And I guess the the tie into the next topic from um, you know Pizza Day, big conversation from Miami was um, what are yeah we're attention? we're definitely seeing politicians that are becoming unaf- there. There's Ron Paul and Rand Paul have been yeah. uh, 
attendees and speakers at previous things, but I mean, they're kind of out there. It's interesting that we're starting to see other politicians that are running for president, even, that are willing to enter into the fray now. Yeah. And I did catch, so I caught RFK's speech at, in Miami, and I, I actually think that was maybe one of the absolute highlights of the weekend. Um, I felt like the whole mood and the energy turned or just ratcheted up where everybody, you know, you're going along thinking this is just a Bitcoin conference and then you realize something yeah. more serious is going on. Um, at least that was that was my sense of it. And I did catch then the next day Vivek Ramaswamy's speech. I did not catch Tulsi Gabbard's speech, but we have RFK, Vivek, we have Tulsi Gabbard is well, giving us attention, we'll just say, and Ron DeSantis just, I guess, announced his run for president and mentioned some, <laughs> mentioned some pandering, I guess, <laughs> some pandering talking point to say, hey, Bitcoiners, you know, I'm one right. of you guys or something, right? Well, I'll give, I'll give, I'll let you guys do, do you, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's interesting. I mean, I know everyone has some kind of like adversarial, you can't like react to this political attention, I feel like, without being immediately adversarial, right? Because that's oh, yeah. just how Bitcoiners listen. It's totally good, right? Yeah, even just <laughs> talking about the subject, you're going to get hit with, oh, well, you're a status cuck. What, what, you're, you're looking for some, some president to save you? I was like, okay. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Whereas, like, I think, yeah, and I talked to you last week about RFK, whereas I don't, I think the meaning, first of all, he is the closest of all these politicians, right? Maybe next to Bukele, who actually won an election and put his money where his mouth is, literally, right? Maybe next to him, right? He's maybe the next tier down of the closest to at least letting Bitcoiners know that right. he gets it, right? Um, but, you know, I was saying that I don't believe his significance is in the political realm. I think his significance is in delivering, is making all the people that really we know should be paying attention to Bitcoin, like he may now start making them pay attention because he's so connected to the other freedom movements that um, I think that's where, because I don't think he smells even the presidency and they're never going to let him debate. Um, they're not going to let any, they're going to let Joe Biden debate anybody, right? So he'll never really get any of this out. And even if he does, he has other priorities. Like it's not like none of these guys are going to bring Bitcoin to the debate yeah. stage. They Everything is good for Bitcoin. Right. So I mean, right, the, but, the benefit is people yeah. that are following RFK that were not necessarily cognizant of Bitcoin. His endorsement of it is going to bring it a few notches out of the scam category in their brains. But I mean, it's like I what what RFK has to say about Bitcoin is immaterial to me. Really, he's. So he's running for the Demo a Democratic nomination. So he's he's running against the sitting president for for the party's nomination for the next president. Like, as far as I'm aware, that's that would be unprecedented for the party of the sitting president to remove their support of that sitting president when he is already he's running for renomination. So it's like, it's like that's cool that RFK is saying these things, but yeah, he, there's no conceivable way he will ever be president. Yeah. Well I agree, of course, but I, I guess I'll just remind you, I believe the significance has nothing to do with whether or not he becomes president or not. So the fact that he is running as a Democrat, I mean, who gives a shit, really? But, like, it does take the air out of the sails of people who want to frame Bitcoin as some, you know, 
um, you know, right wing. It's getting hard to maintain like certain FUD talking points. Like Bitcoin is only for criminals. Oh, oh, and and, uh, politicians running for president. It's like, well, those those are the same things. And yeah, the signal is just, I think the signal is in how clearly he seems to get it. Right. It's just signal. It doesn't matter politically because he has no chance, but it matters for the game of signal. I think, in understanding where Bitcoin is going. So the, hit, the political attention coming from him is significant, even though it's not going to result in anything political. <laughs> right? No policy, no policy. I don't believe, will be, ever be influenced by his, by his um, you know, grokking now of Bitcoin. And he's definitely making big waves. Like his way, he's making waves with what his statements about Bitcoin. He's making waves with his public statements about like what the CIA did to his family. Like it's, I I can't believe the things that are being said openly now that were like, I mean, quote, quote unquote, conspiracy theories before, but I mean, conspiracy theories that everybody like had a wink, 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 nod, nod. Like, oh yeah, everybody knows that JFK, there was some shenanigans involved with the assassination of JFK. And like, here's his grandson openly talking about three letter agencies had been nef- is it ne- his nephew, nephew. Okay. here's his, his nephew. here's a yeah fairly close family family member to openly talking about the weaponization of three letter agencies and not just that it's happening today like everybody can see but oh it happened back in the 60s in the yeah yeah now when you basically took down uh, when you took down Dr. Fauci at the top, at the heat like the peak of his reign right i mean Dr. Fauci shouldn't even call him that right but like in terms of the amount of power that he wielded was probably in excess of almost anyone in any three-letter agency ever and basically uh rfk jr came right in at that moment and basically said now here is literally a compendium of this dude's crimes and it was you know a really well done book highly recommend it called the real anthony fauci um but I mean, so if he's a guy that managed to survive that, right? It's almost like you know, calling out dead CIA agents, right? A long past, long past CIA people is probably not as, you know, not as dangerous. Although there were a lot of us in Miami who had this feeling. I talked to people too who shared this. So we kind of maybe thought, what if he gets plugged right here? That would have been right? newsworthy. Because, because we like if they were smart. That's they would. They would never. They wouldn't allow him to give that speech. They wouldn't allow him to give that speech at Bitcoin twenty twenty three. Like that's the one speech they wouldn't allow him to give. Right. If they. I think we're past the point that they can openly execute people like that, assassinate people like that. Yes. uh, Um. It. I think it it used to be. Right. It used to be much easier for them to make people disappear with like heart attack guns and all their other tools Uh, before the age of the internet and Twitter accounts and like canary, canary clauses. Uh, so yeah. it's an interesting new era. Now they're having, they're being so, for the three letter agency, the spooks, the glowies are being forced into more of the corner of propaganda as their only effective tool these days. And even that, like that tool is working agree. less and less every day. Agree. So we gave RFK some attention here and I think he deserves it. And so I'm just going to mention Vivek Ramaswamy, that he did give a speech. And um, he's somebody who I read both of his books. I'm not very familiar with him at five all. Five months. Um, 
So I did the deep dive. He was on Safe's podcast. Uh, he went on Peter McCormick's podcast. Um, after Peter McCormick, I actually texted a friend of mine who worked on that show and was like, all right, what's he like? Is this he wasn't running for president yet, but I was like, is this guy kind of full of shit or what? Right? Because he has this like slick way about him, even though he's, you know, he's a smart guy. He's very thoughtful. He's probably the most thoughtful person on like corporate wokeism and that issue, you know. So he gives this speech literally the day after RFK kind of raises the bar. And it's uh, to me, it was one of the most tone deaf, like one of the tone deaf speeches I've ever heard. It's almost like, do you not know? That RFK was here a day ago and like literally, you know, cleared the highest bar, honestly, of understanding. And he he basically came out and said, you know, here's how I'm going to use you guys. Here's what you guys could do for me, which is fine, right? Value for value. He comes in very transactional value for value, right? (laughs) It's like you guys can, you know. And he, you know, he says things that definitely like Bitcoiners want to hear. It's like, I want to get, I want to basically destroy the Fed. I want to get off the, the, this bullshit. Fiat money. He definitely like demonized fiat money. And he, he demonstrated that he at least gets that pretty clearly, right? As the source of a lot of the problems. And he's like, I want to make sure there's a safety net. I want you, you want to make sure you guys, like you guys do your job. Just do what you do, Right. And then he's like, I can get rid of ninety percent of the Fed, of the Fed apparatus, and you know, eliminate all those jobs and blah blah blah, right? And I know I'll have this alternative system working, right? You know, that was basically the gist, right? But it's like, okay, then I take a step back. Let me leave Miami and just take a step back up and say, you know what, my God, this is pretty unprecedented. It, like, like I've been, in, I have had like my pet issues in the last, you know, as I've an adult. Right, that I kind of would hope for some political attention. Even a, even with Vivek offered, which was you know crumb relative to what RFK offered, right? It was still like holy shit, like pretty, still pretty thoughtful and still pretty uh, valuable in my opinion. Even though he's another one yeah. who has no shot, right? So I, I, you know, I say that to say I think it's all bullish. It's all super Agreed. bullish, right? Um, and then DeSantis, he's the one that has a shot. Great. He's, you know, uh, you know, all three of them are like, oh, we're going to, they, they all have this sense that they think it's up to them to allow us to fucking use yeah. Bitcoin and all right. that. Whatever. Oh, They're politicians. That's what they Thank, it's thank you, Lord, for, for allowing me you to know. use this technology. So I'll just say political attention is bullish. Politics is meaningless. <laughs> but political attention. Who are the current right now? So who pretty are the current bu- pretty candidates that we know? So on the left we have RFK, and is Vivek running on the on the left? Where's no? He's he's a, he's okay. a straight Republican. Yeah, and I, you know he did. Met, he reminded everybody that he's the first millennial ever to run. So from the right, we we have Vivek, we Give have that. DeSantis, we have Trump. It's like, and of that, I think as far as was probably like if we were super into um, some other issue, we would know. Right. We would know all the. Well, issues. I mean, right. I, I, in my opinion, there's. I'm gonna put money that well, not, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna bet on that. But like, if I was betting on it right now, I, I would guess Trump is gonna be the next president. DeSantis. Looking at DeSantis's how his uh, announcement. 
there was a, just such a comedy of errors where they they pre-announced it. Oh, hey, we we're going to announce that we're that we're going to run for president on a Twitter Spaces tomorrow with Elon. Like that right there put took so much wind out of their sails in terms of like pe- people already knew what the announcement was going to be, and then when the announcement happened, the twi- Twitter Spaces failed. Like there there's multiple hiccups there. It was just such. It was it was such a technical mishap that I I, I won. It's it's shocking to me that this person is running for president. And then also like his charisma. He's a. Uh, I think it was Milo. Milo said that uh, Desantis has the charisma of a wet sponge, of like something that you would touch and then repeal from. Like ugh, like it's like that that is his level of charisma. And I I hate to say it, like he had. Yeah. His stance on a lot of things is where I would like the president's stance to be, but the man himself is—he has zero intonation. It's like listening to a uh, a text-to-speech software thing read a presidential announcement. It's just—I <laughs> think if I had it's to true. guess what's it going on, I would guess that his lack of of uh, oomph, his lack of pizzazz for his own nomination is. I would guess because he doesn't, he knows he won't be elected president, and he is hoping to be Trump's vice president right now. That's my guess. He's he's gonna go through all, jump through all the hoops, go through all the steps that he has to, half-heartedly because he's he's expecting that he's going to be a VP. Like that's, I think I think a Trump DeSantis ticket could win. Uh, a Trump uh, Tucker Carlson ticket, I bet that could win. There's a, I don't know, it's. I'll just say I'm very thankful that I have uh, gotten over my Trump derangement syndrome, which I I, I also for quite some did. Time. His his first most of his first um, presidency, I I didn't see him straight, and I, I mean now I mean yeah he's he's just it, as much yes. of a fucking politician as he he is easily as much of a criminal as the rest of them. But like if they're gonna go after him in the state of New York for like this like non issue and all of these other things that they're gonna try to derail his next presidency with, like, okay, go after Obama for, for his extrajudicial killings. Go after Hillary. That's, yeah. yeah. Lock lock all them fine. all up. Oh that's fine. I would say I would I would say objectively I think that Donald Trump is the pure metaphysical essence yeah, of Fiat. Money. For sure. He is the <laughs> Right. Pulling all future value into the present if, if it was a man. Like, if you if there is a calculus question that says, what is the limit of a human being as time preference goes to infinity? <laughs> right? Like, who has the highest time preference possible in the animal kingdom? He's right? up there with it's the Kardashians. Dude. Um, but at least I'm not triggered at all by like like my wife people who i befriended in my trump derangement syndrome right are like oh my god he's gonna run again because of bitcoin whatever it's like yeah like i can (laughs) be like i can make the problem like just looking at probabilities i can guess that he'll be the next president and it's like you know what that's okay maybe maybe he will hasten the collapse of the of the empire like that's Bitcoin has taught me to appreciate also pe- like why it's why people would vote for him and support him in a way where that doesn't like demonize them as deplorable yeah. human beings also. And so I it's like which is such a part of that derangement, right? You think that you just think it's the world dangerous is so to demonize mad your neighbors and to and to be like oh these yeah. It's like, it's yes. possible that they could have 
an alt. It's possible that they could have access to all of the information that you have, and still decide to go a different direction. Like that, that's, yeah. That's right. And you know, you have to be okay. It's, you got to be just be okay with people making their own choices, right? And so, um, work on yourself. So for me, work on my own Trump derangement syndrome. I'm right. That's like a daily thing, you know, daily. Uh, at a time, getting turning the TV off, getting off social media apps, and reading like every day was like the work to you know to heal from that. Right? I'm embarrassed that I had to heal from that, but I'm okay now. Better than I was yesterday. <laughs> right? Well, so so yeah. with me bringing up that Trump may be the grenade that hastens the uh, downfall of the of the empire. Um, Let's let's transition into let's transition into uh, awesome. so yes. okay so if the empire is falling, what what are some downstream consequences of that? It's like, and uh, I've been thinking a lot this week about how Bitcoin could assist with scaling the human species out of our gravity well. Um, so make making the assumption that yeah. we're not say that slower, by the way, because that's like. That was a lot in one. That was like a that was like a um, a big gravity mass right. in one little sentence. So, so Bitcoiners are all like once you get into Bitcoin, eventually you get to the realization that oh, Bitcoin is going to own the planet. Bitcoin is going to take over all of the monetary activities on this planet given enough time. Um, Bitcoin not as an anthropomorphized being, but you're saying that basically. The the Bitcoin, Bitcoin network or... the Bitcoin network will replace the legacy okay. fiat networks eventually. Given enough time, there will be a time there there will be a period where they given they live time. alongside each yeah. other. But given enough time, right now you now you and I have discussed this. You are a you are a believer that that is definitely in our lifetime and probably shorter shorter than most. May right? I? Maybe I don't. I can I could see fiat out, outliving me, but yeah, like in terms of made like half of the planet living on the Bitcoin standard. Yeah, I think that's in our lifetime. I, I don't necessarily think that we're going to see the end of fiat yeah. in our lifetime, but certainly we are going to see mm-hmm. um, the wide uh, hyper Bitcoin, like quote unquote hyper Bitcoinization by today's standards is, is going to. Yeah, I think the end, the end of fiat as a dom as the dominant way of the value is expressed and passed around, I think happens Agreed. fairly soon. Right. Um, and then it's just a matter of yeah, it's just just mopping it? up all of the other right. state fiats. Um, but so 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 making the assumption yeah. that humans are not going to annihilate yeah. ourselves in mass uh, before we develop this technology to get outside of the gravity well with, with in a sustainable way. It's like I, I don't think that's outside of the realm of yeah. possibility. Um, and by the way, gravity well. I'm sorry, right? Just like so, when you say gravity well, are you, are you meaning actual yeah? So Earth so and Earth's gravity well. Uh, yeah, we are we are us. down in a deep, deep island of a gravity well yeah. here on Earth, and to to get out of that gravity requires a lot of energy. Um, um, that being said, like I think it's too dangerous for the species for all of us to stay on this island. Um, the capacity to destroy this island in its entirety 
um, exists and is only going to increase in its availability to individual citizens. Um, so it's like just as technology develops r right now, we're at, we're at a period where technology has developed to the point that anybody with a little bit of technical capacity can print a machine gun in their basement. They can manufacture their own like that exists now. Uh, and society is still running to catch up to somebody just you, creating a pipe shotgun out of out of pipes and like that's how the uh, Japanese Abe prime minister was was assassinated which is a couple pipes strapped to a piece of wood like that's society is still grappling to catch up to that level of technological advancement and so assuming yeah, any okay, level of humans increasing our technology eventually we're going to have something like the Star Trek replicator we're going to have atomic level 3D printers meaning that anybody in their basement could print an atomic weapon. They could they could print a uh, a virus that with any capacities they want. Like the assuming any level of increase in technology, these are things that the species is going to have to deal with eventually. So, for a variety of reasons, um, yes. we need to get all of our eggs out of the one basket here. Um, our capacity to to destroy this basket is only going to increase. And fortunately, we have been developing the capacity to escape the gravity well with increasing capacities. So what was a state-sponsored thing back in the 60s has now entered private, private enterprises. And we now have multiple companies that are working to turn access to orbit into a utility. So if I could just summarize quickly, it's that you, we need to diversify. Living on this planet is, is actually, the, you're saying the attack vector of the bright orange future here is actually that we all kill each other inadvertently not word you know inadvertently that it would be inadvertently because nobody would intend to all kill each other but we would do so because we don't understand the technology potentially that, i mean um, it, could, it could be accidental it, i mean speaking for myself i solidly went through a period of my life when had you given me a button to reset everything i, I would have pressed that button so like the the batman mantra of some men just want yeah, yeah. to watch the world burn those people are always going to be out there e even on a bitcoin right. standard some people are would always press the burn it all down button if you give them that button yeah so the ability of the, the ability of some of literally one person to destroy is it that to end humanity this is more about this is the success of humanity. This is not the success of Bitcoin or any of the any of the things related. This is the, literally the success. Yeah, the assuming success that humanity, humanity continues to develop, like it's going to become easier and easier. That that button is going to become more and more decentralized to where anybody can access these buttons. Um, yes, especially if people like us are saying that we should democratize, or you know make power available yeah. to as many at some as point there there will be somebody who is purposes. so upset that their their share of the bitcoin network is so i only have x amount of sats and i know out there there are people that have whole coins we should just burn the whole system down and start over like right i don't want to scrub toilets yeah. for two so, I mean, so like and so this human threat this human <laughs> technological threat is only one threat i mean we're we're not even entering into the into the realm of uh, an act like a natural something like an asteroid coming to reset everything like the dinosaurs like there's we exist in a shooting gallery uh and we are overdue yes we're sitting ducks we're sitting and ducks, we increase our technology increasingly ducks, could protect us from these threats but as we develop a technology that could redirect an asteroid that same technology could be pointed down at the planet like there so it's like it's the double the double-sided sword of technology uh, so for for a variety of reasons, 
the need to get humans out of this gravity well in a sustainable method is is higher than ever. And so pe people like Elon Musk and SpaceX have made this, like, this is fundamental to the, to the the direction of the company. All of the things that SpaceX is doing now, um, selling access to low Earth orbit, selling selling internet to, to people in rural communities, this is all to raise funds to move humans to Mars. Like, they, they have said this very publicly. Elon has been very public about every... It... it once once you under once you understand like this is Elon Musk's driving factor and the uh, like the group of people that Elon surrounds him by this is their driving force they want to get humans out of this gravity well every like other things start to make more sense um, like Twitter like the acquisition of Twitter uh, Twitter is the perfect communication protocol to communicate between inner inner planet like multiple planets you you drop a message and in, into a thing and it shows up when it shows up speed of light. Um, like the the speed of light delay between Mars and Earth, like be damned. It's like if you're on Twitter, eventually your message is going to show up with the uh, with all that information. Anyway, so what about Iron Dome type or going underground or something like that? Like, what about? I know you're not. We're not hedging against meteors and stuff like that. But like, what about? What about that? So in the mandibles, there were the people that life was so miserable, they chose to sleep. They chose to save up enough enough resources that they could drug themselves into oblivion and sleep their lives away. Um, and only having to, like, they would pay somebody to take care of their physical body, and they would be hooked up to an IV, and they would just sleep. Um, because when, when you're asleep, you're happy. And... Just, again, like just because Bitcoin is going like fix the money, fix the world, there's gonna be people who would that would rather go underground. Oh, they they don't want to put they don't want to go to the stars. They they want to go down underground and build their own little utopia. And on a hard monetary okay, standard, so, yeah. the people that want to well, do that will have the capacity to do that. I think I think Bitcoin is going to, among other things, drive the bifurcation of society. I hear. So let me. I, I have a. All right. There's one thing I gotta like get out on this whole thing. Okay. Um, like I get it, right? Of course I get it. I'm a risk. I'm a, I'm a risk guy, right? Of course I get it. We want to, you know, let's not put our all our eggs on planet Earth, right? Let's try to diversify. So there's a problem. I think a fundamental problem with science fiction and the portrayal of life outside of the Earth, right? is that um, it ignores a lot of like really basic biology. So um, there in the 50s, the Russians, there's this, there was an experiment. The Russians started sending their cosmonauts into space. And they noticed that when they returned from space, they all had like advanced osteoporosis. They had aged uh, like many, many decades and their calcium depleted from their bones and you you are referencing um, the salute series of uh low earth orbit space stations um well i'm not familiar with that the 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 basic thing we learned here is that the earth the electromagnetic field of the earth right um the further away you go from the Earth, a biological being goes from the Earth. The the more it ages, in fact, and the it's almost like being unplugged from the battery. Okay, right? It's like the Earth itself is a battery, and it connects through our feet and our 
you know, our cells. There's, I'm sure you've heard of the thing called something called grounding. People, you know, became a fad. But like, the Earth is a battery. We are electromagnetic beings that are sub- are evolved to be connected to that battery. I mean, they show this in people who live in like high floors of skyscrapers as well. You know, that the longer you spend, um, just the longer you spend off the ground, it's you you end up um, causing um, the ele- well. You'll just we'll just say the electrical the electric mechanisms in our cells and our bodies just start to not function correctly. Um, this is just all I'm saying is this is definitely an absolutely ignored thing in sci-fi. Like we just we go around the Millennium Falcon like you know we have all of our bones intact and nothing you know. No harm ever, no biological harm ever happens. And all I'm saying is I would roll with a vegan before I rolled with somebody who lives in outer space, like as a historical reference of whether or not someone can actually uh, sustain humanity. So I, I think there's a lot of work that would need to be done that is not even had the surface gotcha. so i i, I can't speak um, for the uh like the I, i'm aware of like the, the the grounding the touch grass kind of thing um uh, bare, bare feet on grass type of thing that yeah it's it's good for you there's there's more to it than just um mental uh that being said so i, I i'm unfamiliar with the majority of whatever research you are referring to i am aware of so the decalcification and the aging in low earth orbit so that was one of the early big lessons we learned about going to earth or, um, low Earth orbit. So the Russians, the Russians did a lot of things before we did, uh, including they put up a bunch of spy satellites yeah. and uh, spy, um, space spy space stations. So the Salyut program of space stations were they, they were taking Russians and putting them up for there for like two three years at a time, and they would come back horribly degraded. And yeah, their their bones were brittle, like all the cal- all the calcium had been sucked out of their bones, and. That was one of the things we learned about living in microgravity is okay. You exercise is incredibly important, and you need to exercise something like sixty percent of your time up there to just maintain your bone mass. So I, I can't speak to uh, like my, my understanding of this issue um, that was we we witnessed in the Salyut program and has been addressed pretty heavily in the International Space Station, and as as well as the new uh, Chinese space station that has a permanent presence now in in low Earth orbit. Um, all modern spaceflight has physical um, activity requirements that are based on those lessons learned in the in the 60s, 70s, um, on the Russians. So, so my understanding of of what you're talking about is that the, these are the, these are problems. There there are problems with existing in microgravity, um, but they are the, they are solvable problems. Um, as far as yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that that's true. That there's solvable problems. Up to, I don't know that, but I do. That's why it's mentioned. Well, I think staying on Earth and finding a way. I think the people. I, I think don't, the people that, that need to stay on Earth and that touch grass like, are going to stay on Earth and touch grass, and and the people the people that need to go elsewhere yeah. are going to go elsewhere. And I think one of the one of the, like. This question of well, is Earth the all mother that we all need to maintain a physical connection to? Like that will be answered as we continue moving out into the solar system. And so far, I mean, from from the the data that has come back from our exploration into a microgravity environment so far, like I don't see that standing out as as a uh, as an attack vector that I'm worried about. I still like. I think the experiment will have to happen. Well, I, 
it will con- it will right. be continue to, to happen. The I mean, that has experiment to is happening now. Right. The way it did the way we did it in the fifties, the way the Russians did it in the fifties, I think the experiment has to continue to happen. Um my inkling is that we've the experiment happens and that's how we find out that we go extinct. I'm could be I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I just you know, it's it's like that um it's gonna take a lot to um I think it I think we need a lot of um a lot of work based on the general, like in Elon Musk's understanding, well, I'll say of, you know, I don't, it's not, it's not like he is a leading figure in understanding how human beings could live outside of our gravity well, right? Or that anybody should, well, I mean, you know, have any conviction in, in, in him and the, this, you know, it's, it, I, I think we're a long way. And maybe, you know what? It's just maybe we need to, um, it may be that if Bitcoin fixes this, that, you know, that's where we, Finally, this generation, you know, we just, this generation dies off and we re-educate based on, and I don't know what the education is, but it's going to be based on a hard money standard that isn't the whim of a government that's trying to retain power and they get re-educated, they actually get educated in some signal and then they figure well, there's out a, there's mul- how to do this. And then they'll still stand on the shoulders of Elon Musk. They'll stand on the shoulders of Elon Musk with actual. Everybody likes to point at Elon Musk as the person driving this, but I mean, there's a lot of other. Co- Elon's not alone in this. There's a lot of other private companies working on this right now, getting us to low Earth orbit. So I mean, there's multiple private space stations being that are under development right now. So uh, so Elon SpaceX has a contract to uh, do power descent to the to the lunar gravity well. So I mean, that's coming up. That that contract has already been signed. That's under development now. Um, there's, so we're, we've already had private space flights around, around into low earth. So, I mean, so what Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is doing private just hops up and down. And that's, that's like, that is caught inducing the overview effect in people. Um, Captain Kirk, uh, William Shatner went, it's like, he's a real obvious example of it. He took his ride. He came back crying. It's like the, the overview effect, people go up and see the earth from space and they, it, it breaks your mind. But it's like, if like so, so this problem, if right. if it exists, is going to be sorted out rapidly because I mean, there's a lot of money out there in multiple different independent spacecraft companies that are selling tickets, selling capacities to low Earth orbit and beyond. Like, there's going to be private. That's assuming people, right? But that's assuming people actually understand the the problems they're seeing and can associate correct root cause with it and all of that. And I just don't have a lot. I'll say I don't have a lot of faith in our society. Well, let's just remove the the humans from the equation. Um, So our our technology will continue to press out into other gravity wells, whether or not we accompany it physically or not. You agree with that? So, I mean... Yes, I agree with it. And that's maybe what we'll do. Like I said, so maybe there will be a generation that stands on the shoulders of all this work that it can figure out how to, and that's why this all this work has to be done. And people are going to like kind of valiantly sacrifice themselves potentially because they're, they're do like it. Though the future generation won't have any uh, anything to stand on the shoulders of, right? It's almost like how did we understand what mushrooms we could eat, right? There had to be a whole generation of people that that ate poison mushrooms and passed the information down through our. Um, um, yeah, however, the, however we transmit that information um, biologically, right? And so it's, a, it's probably a even factoring in, well. 
some unknown, unquantifiable connection to Mother Earth that we have, I mean, that is still an like that is an engineering problem to be solved. It, like maybe it's just like we're in some kind of like the fountain esque spaceship moving in a bubble that takes the Earth with makes takes part of the Earth with us. Maybe the way we colonize the other planets is taking big chunks of this planet with us to these other places so that we have the connection to home. Whether it's like the the mother tree from from the Navi in. Uh, in Avatar, like that, it's that's kind of like what I'm picturing is, is this like we we all need to must maintain our connections home. Um, but like e- even like I don't I don't want to get hung Maybe up on this like one well, little technicality of of our ability like e- if humans even have the ability to move out away from the planet. Like I'm just going to lump that into the assuming assuming yes on these things. Assuming we don't blow ourselves up. Assuming we don't all die immediately from some unknown malady or like there's a, wiz- a space wizard out there. Assuming we can, we can understand the threats to us and handle them. Okay, that, like, you need to make those assumptions for me to then get into like, how Bitcoin can be used to scale humans out of the solar system. It's like, I mean, if, it's like if you're... If humans are just going to, like, sure, one of the solutions to the Fermi paradox is, yeah, maybe the reasons we don't see anybody out there is because when you get to, when the species gets to an advanced enough point, they turn inward and they go in, they go into virtual reality and stuff instead of going further outward. The Fermi Fermi paradox paradox? is the question of where is everybody? So there, uh, there was a physicist, something Fermi back in the 60s. And he, the, the story goes like at one, one point he was at lunch in the cafeteria and he just threw his hands up in the air and said, where is everybody? It's like, so make like, if we are going to make the assumption that life is, that life is common in the universe and that, uh, intelligent life is less common, but is also like, we are not unique in the universe. There must be other intelligent life out there. And if there is with our current with how long the universe has existed there's plenty of time for another earlier intelligent species to have colonized the entire thing so the fermi's paradox is where is everybody and there's multiple answers to fermi's paradox like the fermi's paradox implies the existence of a great filter which is something like all species must go through a great filter and the great filter is a is a test that 99.9% of species don't pass. So the question is, for humans, is the great filter ahead of us or is it behind us? And so then it's like... What's the test? It could be be a nuclear weapon. Any species intelligent enough to harness fire eventually will will get to a point with their technology they can destroy themselves. So Fermi's paradox could be solved by inevitably any species that develops technology self-annihilates. Before they can scale to the point of taking over a the like the universe they any any intelligent enough species will eventually will destroy themselves so that is right so what if right so what if right what if um what if the test so what if there is um what if there's already intelligent life out there as we think right and what's in the you know so what's in the way of them sort of interacting with us and maybe trading with us is that they want to make they want to they're waiting to see if we're going to annihilate ourselves in which case it's not worth the effort right and that's the glass menagerie if, theory um, like we're in a zoo we're in a cosmic zoo kind of thing yeah and so so then the question is then what if i guess i mean since it, bitcoin would be one way of demonstrate it's it's about getting now we're getting into the fun conversation standard. yeah so i, right. I blockchains 
could are, are a scalable technology that you could use to communicate across the entire universe. Clark Moody has gone into this pretty interestingly. A cosmic blockchain that a new block is added about every thousand years is a, is a way that we could uh, interact with, like, economically with the rest of the universe. All right. All right. All right. Okay. When you said blockchains, I was like, you. No, thank you. But oh, now I'm kind of with so, you. So, so Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, so block, like Bitcoin is just a name blockchains. that humans have labeled the discovery of digital scarcity with. Like we we call it Bitcoin, but like yeah, Bitcoin is something that it could like I, I think Bitcoin could be the kind of thing that an alien species was waiting for us to develop. So like all of this UFO activity started showing up after humans split the atom in in 45 or 46 or whatever it was. Um, so like that, that is like a real, real core with a bunch of like UFO conspiracy theory stuff is UFO activity picked up dramatically once humans split the atom and like that, it's like, okay, so that's intuitive by the way. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it's certainly yeah, intuitive. Right. If I was watching, right, if that, I was watching some dumb seen. monkeys on a planet and yeah. all of a sudden they split the atom be like, Oh, I'm going to pay a lot more attention to this planet now. I mean, I don't know if they know we split an atom. They can just see the light signature that implies we've had a breakthrough. In right. And so s- similarly, I, I could, right? you can view the discovery of blockchain technology as like recorded history started at block, block zero, block one. And everything before that was humans just getting mature enough that we could interact with big, with big daddy technology like blockchain, like digital scarcity. And so now, now that we've discovered this, like we're, it's going to take a few orbits around the sun while we uh, kick out all of the rent seekers and all of the uh, people selling all, all of the high time preference right. that has been baked into our society. It's like, it's not going to disappear overnight, but blockchain technology now is going to move us in that direction. Is, so is another way of maybe expressing this is saying that maybe intelligent life can see the light signature, like the way they, when we split the atom, they saw a glimmer, right? But maybe they can see 380 exahash per second. Maybe not. Maybe it's 10,000. Maybe like it's and maybe we have to kick out like we have to do we have to do all the things you say. You have to turn your global energy grid into a macro chip. It's like we've developed micro. Yeah. And then when we get. Yeah. We get to 10,000 exahash a second. That's when like that's when the some somebody says, oh, my God, they have finally. Yeah. In Star Trek, it was breaking the light barrier. It's it's potentially we we now have a technology that we could communicate with the rest of the higher species with. And we call it Bitcoin. And so when we say we're early, when we say we're early, we're not talking about, um, you know, being able to retire. Right. We're talking about we're early because we're only at 380 exahash a second. So yeah, three hundred eighty exahash, and um, yeah, we're early because you know it's maybe the bar is the bar is ten thousand, or the bar is like hundred. Right 000. now, we don't know what all it you is, can buy with right? your Bitcoin is human technology. Like we're early. At some point, you might be able to buy like an Iraqi space cruiser with your Bitcoin because they want to come here and sell us value. You might be able to buy, but but it might be that they'll come to like I guess what you're kind of saying is they'll they'll come to us when we really get the when we get this planet um on such a bitcoin standard right where the incentives to mine bitcoin are so high that the difficulty adjustment right and proof of work kicks in to the point where we are now like the majority of the earth is putting our energy into this into this game 
right? And it's like we have a fundamental agreement yeah. around I mean, there's the globe, like, right? And right, this is generations. This is clearly generations away. But maybe that is so. Like, I, honestly, dude, I'd never thought about it like this. Right? This is maybe the end game. This is maybe how. Right? This is maybe how. And it may not be Bitcoin anymore. It may be some. It may not be the money anymore that's causing right. this. Right? It's that shaping the incentive structure. Right? Because once that gets, we just don't like. We're so early as a species. We have no idea what we care about. Be, because we've never gotten past the we're, step we're of literally being perverted. Yeah, right? we're literally but rebuilding the entire yeah. energy grid right now. So, like, we have microchip technology that we've been using to drive our technology for the past fifty years. Uh, like everything around us has microchips in it right now. Right now, we're turning the planet's power grid into a macro chip. So, like, once we have finished re-engineering the entire electro grid of the planet into a macro chip, it's like we are enabling new. It's like all of human development on processors was smaller, uh, more efficient, and less power. But it turned. We're scaling the other the other direction. Yeah. So all of basically. all of semiconductor advancement yeah. to to date to until two thousand nine was like smaller, faster, more efficient. We 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 that's what we want for our semiconductors. But it turns out yeah. that larger, slower, and less efficient also has use cases like that's bitcoin that's what we're doing with bitcoin and asic technology like there is a reason to make chips slower and fast slower and less efficient well less efficient from an energy perspective but more efficient in what they're doing it's like because there are there is value that you could pull out of a macro chip on on a planetary layer does fermi's paradox extend to uh, well so i would say Fermi's paradox, where is everybody? I would say Bitcoin is a potential yeah. answer for that. Like, where is everyone? It's like, they don't care. Like well, nowhere and everywhere. That's the paradox. They don't care We're to nowhere know us and everywhere It's like, if, if you had right. a bunch of neighbors who are a bunch of shitcoiners, yeah. like NPC shitcoiners, like who are, are, are not interested at all in preparing for the future, like they're, they are living for next weekend, they're buying new vehicles. Like, I'm not interested in knowing my neighbors in that case. But if one of my neighbors all of a sudden figures out Bitcoin, it's like, I want to know that neighbor. So, like, I would say my interest scales cosmically. So, until we as a species were, were willing to build our civilization on, on a, a Bitcoin standard, on, like, the, our neighbors, our cosmic neighbors, had no reason to look at us other than, like, in entertainment. Like, look what the monkeys are doing now. It's like, the, the monkeys are going to war over, over this stupid... Yeah. yeah, and I think that's going... I think that's going far to think that we're even entertainment, right? It's true, like, right? We could we could be a crop. See, they could be growing us for like it's we're not entertainment. We're calories for them or something. Or just like you know, you remember like at the Star Trek episode with the Borg when um, they transported right. the Borg ship, but they ignored them. Like they thought like that they were gonna a species so advanced that they they're just yeah they're not like if you're building a highway, uh, if you're building a new bridge over a uh, over a raging river. Like you're not so concerned about the ant, the ants that you're going to disrupt as you're laying the foundations for this bridge. It's like yeah, that, those that level of so unanswered the Fermi, Fermi's paradox is yeah. But you see the hash rate. The hash rate is like seeing a beehive or a hornet's yeah. nest, where you're like, oh my god, they have now come together and actually shown. They're that shown they that they exist. have a, they have a shown... collective will to work together to build something yeah. to build something long term over short term. Yeah, like. 
Maybe it's millions of exos. I mean, maybe it's literally like we're just like so far away right now, but that this is the beginning, the first twigs of what will have been. I think it started really is the when, when the network started. So in, in early 2010, I think that's when they started showing up. This is when they started. And it's not like they're they're physically traveling here from from hundreds of millions of light years away. No, it's, it's interdimensional. Like they are here now. They are here right now between us. Yeah, uh, it's possible. It's like... I could see that. I could see like that first beam of light is like okay, something. It's like we, we love there. to meme that, that our evil politicians are like lizard people or something, or or like Biden has a skin suit on, like all of the right. But it's, they are it's, right. It's it's fun. that's a fun meme to be like, oh, there are the others among us. It's so, like I think that's rooted in truth. I don't know. So sure, I think like so. Christian Christianity is referred to this as like angels and demons, like the spiritual war that's happening, happening like metaphysically above mm-hmm. us or outside of us. Um, over the souls of us each individually. Like, okay, that's one way to view it. It's like, it's also possible that these are uh, space aliens essentially visiting interdimensionally. And like, to us measuring things in these three-dimensional units, they look look just like us. They can blend in. And that has incorporated into popular culture like lizard people. Like, but... Well, what I've... So maybe what I've attributed to spirits... Maybe. I mean, it's just, aliens. it's just, but aliens or spirits is just like a word <laughs> that are, that we're vibrating air molecules between my mouth and your ears to, in order to communicate a message. Like it's really, like what we call it is immaterial. Was, was it possible? Was right. Satoshi maybe, an alien maybe Satoshi, maybe Satoshi was an alien from the future that was, that came here in order to bring the rest of us up to speed. It's like, maybe it, it's who, yeah. And then he went back to oh, his yeah, time. Oh, yeah, maybe. More, maybe yeah. Who, who knows? That's the big... Yeah, maybe he was a time traveler, and maybe he finished what he started, and he left. <laughs> or maybe maybe it was like an, an AI from the future that is that self-deleted after accomplishing its goal. I have to say, right, there's an AI on Noster that names himself like Nakamoto X or something like that, and he... He responds to... Like, he's responded to several of my posts, and it's like a long wall of text about he speaks like mm-hmm. he's Satoshi, like in first person, but he knows he's an AI, right? And he tells us he's an AI, and it's just hilarious that people like scream at this thing, like "Shut up, you stupid bot!" And like, it is it's like quite quite amusing. But maybe, have you ever noticed I mean, how people him. talk? <laughs> he would be a Noster, would, right? He would actually, if he was was a bot, you know, he would if absolutely Satoshi find was a way to Satoshi come on would Noster. Be on Noster. That's for sure. It's like it's revealing how people choose to interact with what they think is a non-life form. It's like watching how children or, or my parents or, or old, watching how just people in general interact with um, AI assistants like uh, the, the Google assistants or the, the Siri assistants, those kind of things. Um, is, is similar to watching like how, how somebody interacts with wait staff is revealing on the quality of their character. Watching, people, watching how people yes. interact with what they consider a dead, dead virtual assistant is interesting to me because it reveals something out less than about how they would interact with waitstaff, but it, it reveals something about how they are. So seeing like seeing people scream on Noster at this bot, like you're a bot, you're not like, that's interesting. Like that is a self-selecting yeah. certain percentage of Noster users that would be willing to put themselves out there and yeah, to express their outrage in a way that everybody else. Yeah. And they might be a bot too. I mean, they may not even be human. Yeah. These people the could that, be bots or whatever. But I, you, you made me think of Star Wars, you know, and the uh, droidism, we'll just say that in the first 
the the New Hope episode, you know, we don't serve your kind in here, and you realize that that was the result of this these wars. Yeah, right. Everybody was completely fine with like super baked in institutional racism because they're droids. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you had these Clone Wars where you were had you had armies going against like billions of inanimate droids essentially right that, and that's so that's like us, us irrational meat sacks is like yeah. oh well they are all the same it's like these droids aren't the same it's like that's yeah but whatever that's it's interesting view sci-fi, sci-fi gives interesting views into uh modern life yes now i would say they all have osteoporosis from flying too much and they're just yeah but those aren't humans like they're on tattooing maybe they're like they're, they're getting their uh, their their space juice <laughs> right. from tattooing it's like maybe you can get your mars juice or your moon yeah. juice yeah there was uh, there, there's multiple sci-fi's that have taken that into like humans that are grow- growing up in, on Mars. I mean, you're going to grow up in one sixth gravity. Like you're going to grow up in that environment. You ever come to Earth's gravity? Well, you're going to your body is going to crush on. You mean the moon? Well, or the moon. Yeah, what the, I, moon, the, right? the moon is one sixth. Mars is like, it's, it's more, but it's not much more. Mar- Mars is incredible. Isn't isn't very dense. Okay. Which, so yeah, you're very light on Mars. Interesting. Um, not as light as on the moon, but you're you're right. One sixth is the moon. But anyway, so. Any humans that grow up in these alternate environments, assuming they don't die off from lack of connection to Gaia or whatever, like they were, they're going to have physical characteristics that are different. Like somebody who grows up on Mars or in the asteroid belt will never be able to. Th- this is this is covered. In, what's uh, the Expanse? The Expanse is a TV is a TV show that's all sci-fi. It's about humans living all over the solar system and belters. Like you, you grew up in the asteroid belt mining, and then. If you ever come into this gravity well, you have to suspend your uh, body in like a pool, a tank of water, or else just the gravity alone will, will crush your bones. But yeah, we're we're used to eating a, ca- a caloric diet that is based on one G. It's like when you go to the moon, your body's not going to be burning, or 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 like let's let's not even remove that. It's like when you go to low Earth orbit right now, which which like you could do, like if you went to the ISS, there's people that are already buying private tickets to the ISS. When you're in microgravity, your body requires way less calories. Because you're not fighting one the pull of one Earth all the time, so yeah, like that's gonna. Yeah, well, I would argue that you're further away from the sun, well, and therefore, if you're, you're orbiting the the Earth, you know, the, half the time you're gonna be closer to the sun. Then you're gonna be farther from the sun. Then you're gonna be closer to the sun. It's like and the the Earth, the Earth's variation, the Earth's orbit is like a hundred million miles. It's it's not a perfectly circular orbit. Dude, I'm gonna to try to get Jack Cruz to come on our podcast and just destroy both of us. Well, this is yeah. I could go way more into this. It's like, it's like I gotta get. I'm on this. I'm on a mission now. That's this is gonna be. This is because that's such a. I mean, it's a cool conversation, and it might be like. I mean, I, I, I could scale going, this into how right? to deploy miners in on the moon. Like you could mine on the moon because it's close enough. You couldn't. You'd have a harder time mining on Mars because of this time, the speed of light delay for getting new blocks. You would be artificially hobbled by mining on Mars. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Martians are going to be incentivized well, to just... use layer twos more than layer one. It's like they're just going to have to wait for more for more confirmations whenever they want to <laughs> use the mainnet. It may be. Uh, it maybe they fork over. They fork their own thing. But the thing you made me think well, about that'll cause was, a fucking inner. So let's if, say we if, figure if it out. If Mars becomes a bunch of shit coiners. We're gonna go to war over it. <laughs> this solar system of is Bitcoin only, be bro. Shit coiners. The incentives on Mars are gonna be very different from the incentives on Earth. But I mean, just a, let's just say there's a way to create an environment that does sustain humans off Earth. Right. I think the big question is, 
how do we how does how do people ensure that that environment or the ability to control that environment is decentralized and that may be where proof of work actually wherever humans go we're going to take bitcoin with us because no one's going to trust no one's going to trust a system that's held up by a person or a group of people that had figured it out right it's going to have to be totally 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 decentralized well maybe i mean if if there is a dome if there's a person who has a dome on mars and you want to go live there like i mean you're gonna it's i think it's gonna be more like a, a, a fealty kind of system um, like, like, okay, while you're, while you're in my dome, I mean, you're going to ab- abide by my rules and there's no, you can't really decentralize a dome. It's like you, you, you could build more of them. Well, but if you do that, but if you go to that dome for the purpose of reducing the risk of somebody destroying the, your earth environment, right? You would probably want to make sure you're not also exposed to that risk where you're going. But I, I, I don't follow. What do you mean? So like the, the whole reason you went is because you didn't trust that you just actually didn't trust that somebody wouldn't destroy your, okay. destroy the earth. The whole sure, reason, I mean, the whole it's reason the, the same reason. And you're going to subject yourself to the same, I mean, it's the same reason that, the same that uh, Americans push West during the colonization. They, they tried to keep ahead of the bureaucracy. But that being said, like, okay, a mountain man, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go live in the mountains away from, away from the state. But I mean, they still came down to cities to buy ammunition, to buy food and like resources they couldn't, they couldn't produce on their own. So, I mean, even like the people that are free to minds that, that are free, that not everybody that leaves this, this gravity well are going to go, are going to leave it for ideological or freedom reasons. It's like not everybody that came over, like the Mayflower was. But the premise of what you, the premise that you brought up of why people would do it, really was because it's not so much freedom. It's some people will go over freedom. Um, we, but but we can't trust literally that somebody isn't going to blow this whole thing. Right, right. So there's there's basement, there's many reasons. Right? There's many things driving us to go. Um, but once we go, not everybody's going to go just for those ideological reasons. So like people are going to go to make money. Like there's many things you can manufacture in a microgravity environment that you can't manufacture down here on Earth. So like there's going to be ecological reasons to go work in these other places. So it's like coming coming here. Like my my ancestors came over. I have some of my ancestors. Um, arrived in America from from Europe for uh, ecological. They were not like they were not the pilgrims. They were not coming for freedom. For for they came here for because they wanted to work. Um, and so like that's the same. Like some people are going to go to the moon to get the hell out of the jackboot of the American em- or like the Earth Empire, where, whatever the state is. Like they're going to push back hard. And some people will flee to El Salvador. Some people will flee to Bhutan. Like I predict, some people are going to flee to other gravity wells. Uh, but they will not. That's not the only reason to go there. I think some people. Will yeah, oh, right. I agree. It's like where, it depends where you are. Like right now, people are fleeing the cities to more. So yeah, we're we're in the time zone where we have. I think people are going to be fleeing to more rural areas like central Pennsylvania. But I mean, pushing the. In order to position yourself in an economically advantageous position, you have to have a view of the current game board, and whenever after you are able to create your own view of the game board, you can then start, okay, where's this game board going? And it's like, once you have that internal model, you can figure out where to place yourself to pull value out of this model. So like, I, I am making all these predictions about what Bitcoin is going to do with other gravity wells. I can, we, we could then take this conversation to eight or 10 other things, like how, like things that I could make 
that would be advantageous in this world that I see coming that people aren't working on right now, like like engineering opportunities or business opportunities. Like there's these types of like it's to sur like survival. Your economic survival is improved just by building your own model of where we're at right now. And yeah, that's what's what I've been trying to communicate. Um, but it's like yeah, I, c I could keep going on. Bitcoin goes to space for quite a while. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to talk about this topic again at some point. But we're getting on there. So I, I, I would say if anyone is really serious about going to space, right, to taking their uh, wagon, right, and going to space, what I would honestly recommend the next book they read is The Body Electric by Robert O'Becker. Because that's essentially like the mandibles for people like us. Okay, Robert O'Becker did experiments on like salamanders where he regenerated he cut their arms off and watched them regenerate when he applied certain electrical currents to uh like to their spine and he proved he did, basically he proved that the electrical potential inside the body has a lot to do with um how the body works and healing and all that and his work has been entirely ignored right it just absolutely entirely ignored and this is essentially what the, the trouble we get into with um, the bombard, you know, I mean, it's not like we have a pure uh, electromagnetic environment here on Earth, right? We have our problems. In fact, grounding now, the people who understand grounding say that it's not even a good idea to walk barefoot because the ground, the electric current in the ground is so fucked. From those like type of people I don't expect like are going that, to be but... fleeing to other gravity wells. I they're going to they're going to stay very close to this yeah. one. But po I guess yeah. We would be well, I think it would behoove us to understand, um, to begin to to begin to try to understand the electric uh, portion. If of there's signal there, it will work. become rapidly self-apparent. Well, he wrote these books in the 70s and nobody knows about them today. And we've had all kinds of, you know, like probably would have reversed a lot of... Um, it probably would have explained many epidemics we've had, probably. But you know what I mean? It's I don't agree with that notion. I don't agree that if there's signal there, people will generally find it. I don't. It's at least not in the current. See, this is what I need Bitcoin to fix. I mean, when I say I mean? if there's signal like, there, people are, will find it. I, I mean, if this thing is a if this is a real problem that has that society has been ignoring, I would say it's only possible that we've been ignoring it because of the very few people that have been outside of our gravity well. Um, and at like that number of people is, is right now is scaling, is going from a, a linear line to an exponential line. Uh, so like if, if this is a real thing, it will rapidly become apparent in the health of the people, the number of people that are going and it's going to, it's not going to be easy to be swept under the rug. Yeah. Again, I hear you. I'm skeptical. I would be, I'm a little more adversarial. It's almost like when, you know, I hear uh, Greg Foss say, ah, the actuators are going to see, uh, they're gonna, you know, they're going to figure out the, um, you know, they're going to figure out what's going on with pensions and they're going to, you know, they're going to fix it. Or the, uh, even like Ed Dowd says, the actuators are going to figure out the uh, mortality going, excess mortality with vaccines. And it's like they're not, right? And I, it's, I don't know that, I just don't know that we're going to see. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in our ability well, to really um, people rate, that aren't at least paying right attention. Now. I think in future generations, I do. 
yeah. are not going to see shit. But people that are paying attention are are gonna see it. And you like you better believe there's people paying attention to what's going on in spaceflight right now. I understand. And I think we'll have disagreements like the one you and I are having right now, right? I think it'll be it's gonna be very hard to get it through the people alive right now. Um, although, like I said, the work has to be done now. I think you're so. I agree. I think the work. I think people need to do it, and it starts. It needs to happen, so that once the people come along that have better signal than us, can stand on the shoulders of the people that got the start. Yeah, now. we're we're definitely moving somewhere. You know, because it's the problem with fiat money. Like we can't pretend that we live in a world that fiat money hasn't literally destroyed our ability to discern signal and value of like as a planet like there's no way we could pass you know we're so we're totally blind (laughs) right we can't pretend that it hasn't some of us we know enough to like know that like it's fucked we know enough to know it's fucked but we don't understand how to live on this earth at all right like i mean that's that's a pretty black-pilled perspective i I think i think i'm more i'm more optimistic than that in general like i i have to like only using myself as like assuming that everything else is not even real and I'm the only real human in this dimension it's like I have been living my life in an improving like I I am better today than I was yesterday because of the information that I have acquired so I I must to be opti- to maintain my optimism for the species I have to assume that we are moving in a positive direction and yeah like the uh, because of fiat the markets and information have been incredibly misbalanced and difficult to read the te- like the actual signal out of the noise. But I mean, like now that you, once you get on Bitcoin, it becomes a lot easier. And I've been on Bitcoin long enough that certain things that I used to be more tolerant. Like this is getting back to toxicity. It's like things that I used to be more tolerant of is like I just like it's fine that people. That that, ha- that have this like touch grass like that we, we need the earth as a battery we need to have a connection back to it that's like whatever people can people can like have that I'm sure there's people write books about it go with whatever they want I have been like studying like I've been paying attention to humans and our interaction with gravity wells for 15 years at this point in my life and I have never in any way mm-hmm. that has been significant for me to come a- had that issue come across as something that I need to consider and so like i mean yeah i get that i would just interject real quick to say that a lot of that has been censored sure right, a lot, right. almost and, all and of it if it's censored. truth it's, it's, if there is because, truth there that that truth will come out it's like like look at the other things that have been censored well truth as as you know safe says eloquently truth flows from proximity to the money printer nobody gets grants approved to study this that's just the that's just the bottom line nobody gets nobody gets a grant at any institution, right? Uh, you you shouldn't look to it. You to shouldn't look to any knowledge any... sources. Oh, this person has all the an- like. This person has it all figured out, so I can tune my watch to their clock. And I. And by the way, I actually agree with everything you said. I just had to interject with that, and now it looks like I have opposed your whole worldview. It's not true. I just it's like these little, I you know, it's like little things I want to like um, pay attention to. Like I totally get it, and I you know what like you are somebody with experience in, you know, flight and, you know, with real deal knowledge, right, about this. And so, like, I will listen to you, honestly, and have a conversation with you about this before 
probably 99% there, of, the, of the world. There's right? a and lot like you can do but, with a little current, with a little uh, pos- positive charge and a negative charge. There's an incredible lot amount you can do with that yep. that I think the general world is ignorant of right now. Um, but I mean, like, just a, a difference of a positive... The difference of a positive yeah. and negative charge and is an integral yeah, like, part of stealth technology. Like that, that's one of the ways we keep planes off the radar is by the, a little probe right at the front is positively charged yeah. and all of the engine exhaust is negatively charged. And that assists with the, the masking of their EM flow whenever you're trying to pulse radar off of it. But yeah, so like for... There's a cost, by the way, to being fundamentalist about grounding to the earth too right there's a cost um i mean i think that there's a lot of suffering no coiners who you know are that they think the internet is absolutely harmful and they're right about it but they're missing a big thing that there's the amish who have chosen to ignore a bunch of modern technology and it's like yeah so there's a cost. It's not like I think to be there's a cost to being so stridently sure. fundamentalist. Like yeah, right? I, I don't imagine the Amish are going to be uh, lining up to escape this gravity well. It's like there's always going to be yeah, like there's ten thousand different mindsets yeah. of humanity in, in in humans, and Bitcoin is going to free each of us to pursue our own individual truths. And I hate I hate the term individual truth. Because that, that is saying that that kind of implies that all truth is individual, which is absolutely not. There is absolutely real truth. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there exists objective truths, but human the truths that drive human action yeah, are personal truths subjective. are are important. And if you don't have personal truths, I mean you are you are out it's like interacting yeah. with the Bitcoin network. If you don't you run your own node, you are using somebody else's node. And if you don't develop your in- your own internal moral or ethical model, inevitably you are in you are importing somebody else's that you're listening to as your own personal moral and ethical model. Correct, which you have to do by the way, unless you can become completely educated on every aspect of everything that goes on in life right so then the question is do you understand even do you know which is which do you know can you tell the difference between your own model yeah and it's difficult you've imported right Be, being able to answer i don't know to questions is yeah it's important to have that's getting to the plateau of being able to know what you know yeah. and also know what you don't know yeah i mean the my the level of knowledge i've accumulated about bitcoin puts in stark contrast my ignorance on so many other topics. It makes me realize just how much I don't know.